0: Hello everyone, I am Kelly and this is Sheridan and we are It's Not That Hard. (laughs) A little bit about us, Um, we have worked together for almost 10 years now and are friends in general outside of work. Um, And every day we do things where people say it's not that hard or we say to people it's not that hard but we've come to the conclusion it is that hard.
1: (laughs) It is absolutely that hard. Whatever it is,
0: Yes. we both
1: work in social media and we work really hard to make people look good. And the clients we work with work really hard to get a great snapshot or video that shows the end product of things to make it look easy and effortless and awesome. But you know what? It was that hard. (laughs) It took a while to get there. And we wanted to make sure that you knew that it's okay when things are that hard.
0: Yes, so each week we have three topics that came to us or have happened to us or we just have a hard feeling on and we're just gonna talk about how it is that hard. So follow along with us, feel free to give us any topics that you think are hard and we are more than happy to discuss how we think it's hard. Maybe we don't think it's that hard, but we can definitely see your opinion on how it might be hard for you. So
1: No judgment. Yeah.
0: (laughs) No, that's perfectly okay. Everyone is at different levels of everything, and that is, you know, something we all have to understand about each other. So we were excited to get started on this.
1: Yep. And apparently when we brought up this topic to Kelly's boyfriend, he reminded us that Tom Hanks tells us that it's the hard that makes it great. Yes. So, yes. we'll we'll try to believe that as we go along <laughs> and talk about all the difficult things in our lives. <laughs> yes,
0: all the frustrations, but once you get to the end product, like Sheridan said with the social media post, it looks great. That's what you see every day when you scroll through any feed online. You'll see the end product, and it probably looks great. So, we're going to start with, with a couple topics. So, this week we're going to talk about following a recipe, because COVID, and we've all been home, and baking is... Or cooking or following anything is probably happened for most of you. (laughs) Um, Eating while traveling. So we can't travel, but
1: we miss it. (laughs) Yes.
0: That's something that we want to do so bad every day. I wake up wishing I could go somewhere else. Um, And then from traveling, the last one is learning a language. So, you know, Following a recipe, it might have some things in there that you're not familiar with, some from another language. And it's hard to understand, but languages come easy to some people, and it is that hard for me. (laughs) So we'll start out with following a recipe.
1: So I know that early on in the pandemic, um, baking bread was like the new cool thing to do, and I like to do new cool things. (laughs) <laughs> and I also really like bread, so I was ready to get on that as well. Um, first of all, this past year in particular, really hard to follow a recipe because for bread you need yeast. And you know what you couldn't find <laughs> at the beginning of the pandemic was yeast anywhere. I went to literally like six grocery stores, which was not advised in a public health sense to go to that many places, but I couldn't find any. There was none on Amazon. Finally... Pro tip, if you're looking for yeast or a hard-to-find basic product, because everywhere sold out, go to the more, like, ethnic grocery stores yeah. that not a lot of people shop at, unless that's where they always shop. Um, so we went to an Indian grocer down the street, ashK shout out. <laughs> they sure did have a few packets of yeast, and I was able to try to make my bread, but... I followed the same exact recipe. At first, two times, but three times total I followed it. And all three times it came out completely different. The first time, like, did not work at all. They told me to use cold water.
0: Which, no. Every baker knows <laughs> that warm water is how you bloom the yeast. Warm water and sugar. So,
1: well, you know text what? Text me
0: next time. I'll tell you no.
1: <laughs> no one, no one in the comments said anything bad to say about this recipe. So I followed it exactly, and it didn't work at all. You can actually see how it all went on my Instagram at Sheradise. I saved it in my story highlights of my bread ventures <laughs> because it was such a, a mess. To work with and I was so mad I tried it again the very next day and that time I did use a little warm water and the bread did work out it's still not not perfect no one's gonna buy my bread but <laughs> I ate it and my neighbor ate it and we were pretty happy about it <laughs> but- yeah
0: but well, first of all all the carbs I will eat any bread ever and I agree recipes are so hard where I find so many that I want and obviously I pin them all on my Pinterest And I go to go back to look at them and there's just like some random ingredients that I just can't find somewhere even at the normal grocery store like an average ingredient I'm like I'm not gonna make it now or I try to sub it out and I just I just can't get it right I don't (laughs) I don't know what it is that I can't get it right I feel like I need the person there showing me I'm very visual so I need to you know if I'm helping someone I need to be there with them to show them how to do it so it's hard for me to follow recipes Because I feel like sometimes when I cook something, it'll come out like too watery or oily, but I follow it to the T. So what?
1: I know. On that particular bread recipe, which we don't have a website or social media yet, but when we do, I'll post the (laughs) recipe somewhere so you can try, follow it, tell me if you have better results than I've had.
0: Or what works for you with bread. Because I've seen some ones that look super simple. Obviously, I'm just sitting on TikTok and, you know, these (laughs) people make it look so easy, but bread is just something that and it takes so long but you the end products usually so good and bread's super hard where it can be like you need the for sourdough you need the uh
1: the starter starter. Mm
0: -hmm. yeah which like where do you like i know some people who do have starter that like they usually share
1: and they treat it like they're babies yeah (laughs) it's like
0: how do you even get the starter it's like a whole process to just figure it out and like
1: that's too sciency and hipster for me. Yeah, and it takes
0: <laughs> so long. Like I said, end product, fantastic. But who wants to cook for...
1: But with this bread, like, you know, you are saying not understanding what something might mean in the recipe. One of the instructions was make the dough shaggy. It should be shaggy. Like, what the fuck does that mean, <laughs> shaggy dough? I did have to look at... She did have YouTube videos, like, in the recipe. So I had to watch them that time. Yeah. And you know, I, I'm, I'll i date myself and say that Gen Z, they're all over <laughs> watching like TikTok and YouTube, like they will go and watch stuff and maybe I'm just old and lazy and I just want to read. I don't want to watch a million videos to figure something out, but I i did in this case because I had no idea what shaggy dough meant. No. And and I'm th- still not entirely sure. <laughs> and the annoying thing with
0: like, I always look at, going back to Pinterest, look at the recipes. So you go to those websites that are people's blogs, which are always fantastic, but there's so many ads everywhere, and I don't know yes. where the recipe stops and begins. And I have to go all the way to the bottom to find the ingredients list. It's just like such a pain. But, like, once you do the recipe, if you do it right, it's delicious. And sometimes in those blogs, they have the videos of them doing it, which is helpful for me because I like to watch it all at once, see how it's done, and then I can do it. But, like you said, sometimes it's broken up. I don't, oh, I'm not a big YouTube to figure stuff out person. I'll watch like, david dobrik and his hilarious friends but i'm not one to like watch full-on i don't know
1: i just you absolutely called out something that my husband and probably every single teacher has always been mad at me about which is not reading things all the way through before i start them i'll just like (laughs) same first thing then i get like three steps down i'm like ah shit there was something i could have easily done earlier and now i'm like in the middle of this recipe and everything's cooking and boiling over and all of a sudden i realize i have to pause it all so that's, that's my bad habit. but
0: Yeah, I think people would say, like, it's not that hard because cooking to a lot of people is fun. And I like cooking. I think it's fun, too. But, like, it is that hard to make it right, especially when you're cooking for other people. Like, oh, yeah. that's the hardest thing. I tried to make dinner one time for my boyfriend's family. I don't – for his mom's birthday, maybe. And I made this pasta dish. And, like, the way the mozzarella melted made it, like – not like grainy, but like it didn't melt smooth. Mm-hmm. And I like threw a fit and I was like, I can't bring this and like was so upset about it. And my boyfriend like ate it like the next day. He's like, it's really not that bad. I'm like, but I would not present that to your mother. <laughs> like yeah. not that she would say anything about it because but like I just could not do that. That's like I feel like it was such an easy dish. It was literally like all pasta in like a casserole dish and baked. Like I don't know how I messed it up. Like it, Jesus Christ.
1: It is way more stressful cooking for other people because like Cooking is hard. I love it. I don't mind. Mm-hmm. And I'll eat, like, whatever whatever it comes out if I made it. I'll probably eat it. Unless I, like, terribly burnt it, which has happened more times yeah. than I can count. But we cooked something for our neighbors. They cook for us all the time. Like, they just love to cook. And we've, like, potted up with them through the pandemic because they're right next door. Um, And their food's really good. And, <laughs> like couple times they've come over here to eat. I've been so embarrassed because I tried to make some like vegan chickpea thing, which like, why do you make a vegan chickpea yeah. thing when you're cooking for, for people? other people? Like, nobody needs that. And I made it <laughs> way too spicy. Like, none of us could eat it. And I was like, you guys make us burgers and like meatballs and chili and like great snacks and wings and stuff. And I made you fucking vegan chickpeas. Yeah. Too spicy to even eat. So... That was fun.
0: <laughs> the one thing I will say that I have mastered is a chocolate chip cookie recipe. I am... That's my go-to, and I bring it to, like, anyone. That and making dips. I can... I'm a really good dip person, so if you have a party, invite me. I'll bring you the dip. That's you know, how I got my job. Did you know that?
1: And how many times have you brought dip into the office? A million. Have you?
0: No. Have you? <laughs> I haven't, but that is how I got my job, because <laughs> it during my interview, um... I said that I love making dips, and so shout out to Celine. She was like, me and her are going to be best friends. And
1: and you proceeded to never, never bring, bring a dip. Hey, in.
0: I'll bring you donuts any day. I will bring donuts everywhere.
1: Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll take that. You're
0: welcome. You're welcome. Well
1: talking about like also besides the ads because like that is a whole barrier in itself to just figuring out which recipe you want to use because they're literally all like that. They all have a blog first, which is bad enough, but whatever, that can be there. But it's all the ads that pop up and then when you're trying to look at a recipe on your phone, it keeps like Oh my God, they're the size of your
0: phone. (laughs) And
1: the ads just block them and then you accidentally hit them. So like that's the worst. But then really like those recipes online, You have to read the comments. Yeah. The comments have so much information, but you have to read a lot of them to get that. So it's not just, if you really want to like get the recipe as right as you can the first time, like you got to go through what other people have done Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because some of those recipes, like people didn't even actually do them. Yeah. Like they might've just put it up there.
0: Yeah. I feel like a lot of people, not that these bloggers pay anyone to do it, but I feel like a lot of people are just like, the first 10 are always like. I love it. It's great. And you're like, I don't know if I believe that. And another thing that's like so confusing about recipes is like a lot, a lot of times recipes come from other countries, right? Mm -hmm. So like you cooked like an Indian dish or something like that. And it's like, there might be some words in there or some ingredients that you're like, what is this? Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, what, you know, how do you either find this ingredient you know
1: so when we were in thailand um because my husband and i've traveled a lot and it's awesome and eating food like while traveling it's it my was, like, favorite thing it's the best part of favorite it. thing but it's hard yeah it's hard to like find good food and like make your way and make sure that you're kind of like getting the things that you want to try but we did, we, one of the good things that we did find in Thailand when we were there was we went to a cooking class,
0: Ooh, which was awesome. The best idea whenever you travel.
1: Absolutely. Um, can, can be hard though, because <laughs> a quick aside, we did a cooking class in Thailand. I'll talk about it in just a second. But before that, we had been backpacking like through Southeast Asia and we took a cooking class in Laos, mm. which like Laos is, um really poor country but it has some like real backpacker meccas and we were in one of those towns but maybe on the off season because it wasn't that crowded yeah and we just saw a restaurant that like out front had a sign that said like cooking classes and we were like okay well, like we want to learn some laotian food like mm-hmm. it's, it's delicious so we and this other guy we ended up traveling for a bit with all took this cooking class we showed up there was nobody in the restaurant like no one in the kitchen <laughs> the cook guy who was just like maybe like thirties ish Laotian man, um, came in. He was decked out in I don't know what to call it. He had like a bandana around his head and like a denim, like matching, kind of almost gangster cool street <laughs> outfit. And I think he, he had a Canadian
0: tuxedo on.
1: He did, kind of, <laughs> but it was trying to look like street and cool. Yeah. Um he was super nice, but then we like There was a cat, like, walking around, and it just seemed like everything was a real afterthought. We did some, like, weird spring rolls that were okay. At one point, he was like, so you put a little of this, a little of that, a little monosodium, and we're like, did you just say MSG? Because I think people are more chill about MSG now, but, like, this was, like, ten or 15 years ago and it was not we were like wait don't people say that's bad why are we doing that MS
0: Dream makes me think of an episode of New Girl where Jess has it out for this Chinese restaurant nearby Mm because they keep putting out menus at everyone's houses and she's like we have 500 of these menus we don't need any more stop killing the environment and um he her roommate ate some of the Chinese food and had MSG and he was allergic and his jaw clenched oh. and he like couldn't open his jaw he's like I love the food it's so good but I can't talk like <laughs> it was so funny that's what I think of every time I hear of MSG well
1: fortunately I'm not allergic to MSG yeah luckily it's delicious but like you so. didn't what if you didn't
0: know like because we don't use it around here well, so that's hard it traveling, is traveling especially with an allergy I can
1: whew. I can't imagine traveling with serious food allergies no because I'd be so afraid of a miscommunication.
0: Yeah, and I know you mentioned it before, but like, especially like a peanut allergy. You go mm-hmm. anywhere in Asia,
1: yeah? There's they a lot cook of with
0: peanut oil. They have peanuts in the dishes. Oh my, that's got to be <laughs> terrifying. I like can't imagine.
1: Yeah, and I know we'll talk about languages a little later, but like. It's really easy to say the wrong word. Yeah. So even if you're really confident in like how you're how you're saying like no, no this peanut. or yeah. that, like I'd be I'd be really nervous. Even just to be a picky eater traveling can yeah. be really hard because depending on where you are, like you're not able to ask what's in something or it might not be ingredients that we have here. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was I'm gonna say with the Thai cooking class. Like that was awesome. It was a great experience. That was. A little more formal. <laughs> it's a little bit less just like in some guy's kitchen. <laughs> um, but they gave us a cookbook afterwards that had like all the recipes that we did. Plus Yum. like some other ones. Yeah, it was great. They took us to the market. Like mm. perfect way to get to know the food. And like yes. you had people there to walk you through it. So that helped when I got home and wanted to do this stuff. But one of my favorites is a uh, Thai like basil chicken. Which is just stir fry but with Thai basil. You can't we get that. You can't get that around here. You can do it with regular basil, but it's not the same. So I've actually like grown Thai basil like in my garden cuz it's super easy. You can buy it at the at the plant store like they yeah. sell it. Yeah. Um it has more of a licorice kind of flavor. Mhm. So like that one you can make yourself, but you can't yeah. buy it. So and same with like some of the Indian stuff we try to cook like you can definitely get most of the spices around here because obviously I've never been to India so the only indian food i've had is in america so i know that the ingredients i've tasted are here
0: but i think we have a lot of we have a lot of indian culture around our area we're yeah. right outside you know philadelphia and pennsylvania so i feel like there's a lot of indian culture and i've seen so many indian stores so i think that that at least will pay to any benefit but yeah, yeah same there-
1: there's just so many yeah. different spice, and like Ooh. a lot of it is spice blends. Yes, and they all specific taste to different. each person
0: too. Right. I know, like <laughs> watching—I don't even know—the Great British British Bake Off. They like when they show them in their homes. They're like, "Oh, my mom," you know. I'm using my mom's curry recipe, and you're like, "What?" Mm. Everyone's curry probably tastes so different over there, and it's—it's it's crazy.
1: Right. And when we did the Thai cooking class, which was awesome, like we made. Some of our own curry paste, mm-hmm. but like with a mortar and, and pestle. Pis- pestle, yeah, mortar and pestle, pestle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, which was cool, and I think my mom has one that I could take, but like I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. And I can't even get, I can't even get like galangal mm-hmm. or. I don't even know. I forget what that is. I think it's yeah. a root or something or it's from a tree. Oh, now I feel really bad. But <laughs> I don't know where to get Gallagher. Well, let us, us know, know what that. it
0: is because yeah. clearly we do not know. Okay. <laughs> but where have you, like, so, like, tell us about, like, where you traveled and what do you think your favorite dish was while you traveled?
1: Um, so we spent a few months traveling through, like, South Korea and Southeast Asia, through, mm-hmm. like, Vietnam, Laos, Cambodia, and Thailand. Um, and we went to Paris and Barcelona mm-hmm. and Peru. Those are like the big international yeah. places we've hit. And I went to China separately, but that's a whole, that's a whole other <laughs> yeah. story. I'll tell sometime. Um, but in Vietnam, there's this dish called bún chả, which like you'll see if you're in our area, at least like or maybe most of the U.S. I don't know. You'll see this on. Major
0: metropolitan men- areas. Yeah, probably. you'll
1: see it on menus at Vietnamese restaurants. But most of, in my experience, most of the Vietnamese restaurants around us are all Southern Vietnamese, which theirs is different than where we were, which was Northern Vietnam. Northern Vietnam, their boon cha is this like hot soup um, that I don't know what's in it, but it is delicious. It's just like the best broth with some vegetables that, again, like I don't think they're all things I can get around here. Mm-hmm. But what they do is like, these are just little like street vendors and they set up like those tiny little stools and they'll just be sitting out on the sidewalk in the morning, grilling pork and like meatballs and stuff and like literally fanning it towards Mm -hmm. you. So you just smell all that cooking and they sit you down on like a little stool, like little stool, which luckily like we were sitting on, but Mm -hmm. like some people might struggle with them a little bit. They're really, they're like preschool size. (laughs) Um but that was so good and it was so nice to go to the place it was the place we got it was really close to our hostel and we went a few times and they were really nice and tried to like teach us vietnamese which i absolutely don't remember now but the first night we arrived in vietnam and like when we went to south korea first we met a friend so when we went to Vietnam, we were like on our own, my husband mm-hmm. and I. And it's a little overwhelming. <laughs> I bet. Um, and we like wandered out. We were in Hanoi, like in the historic district. So it was like a little more touristy, a little more backpacker friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, we wandered around the streets our first night trying to figure out like where to eat. And the culture is a little different in other countries. Like places are not always like reaching out to help you Mm -hmm. like even at restaurants a lot of times in a lot of other countries like you gotta flag down the the waiter or whatever like they're not coming to check on you the way that they do here so we were like kept like poking around these little street stalls trying to figure out like how it works or like do we just sit down like what are they even cooking and finally at some point we were kind of doing that where there were some other backpackers and they kind of took pity on us and were like are you, are you trying to eat here? Yeah. So we were like, yes, we'll take anything. Yeah. They were like, just sit there. And they ordered us some stuff, which I don't even remember what it was. I was just so grateful that someone like helped us get food yeah. because I but like, had no idea. That's
0: the thing to them where like, you know, normal people who travel would be like, it's not that hard. Just go up to a stall and eat. And you're like, but I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to insult any culture. Right. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to order something cat while I'm over there. Sorry, <laughs> that could be very stereotypical, but you know, you don't know what you're gonna get. And like, yeah. people who travel regularly are like, it's not that hard to go up to a stall. You know, people know that you're traveling, so they'll help you. You're like, yeah, but that might be for you, but it's so hard for me to like, like, I felt like when I traveled out when I was in like Germany, I was only comfortable doing that stuff. Number one, I was with my mom, so I felt like I could do whatever, Mm -hmm. but towards the end of the trip. So it's hard when you're only there for a little bit of time and you're like, I don't want to insult someone. I don't want to do anything. I just want to try your culture and try your good food. And I just want someone to help me, (laughs) but in the nicest way. But it's not...
1: And if you're hungry already and trying to figure this out. And you get
0: irritated. Ooh, I get hangry. (laughs) My boyfriend one time, we went to an ice cream place on like National Ice Cream Day. First of all, worst idea. Bad idea. So there was so many lines and this kid in front of me was taking so long. (laughs) And I was like talking my boyfriend out loud, Jeff, and I was like, it's not that hard. Like, why can't people just pick a flavor? Like, <laughs> we've been standing in line for an hour. Just pick a damn flavor. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I am not good hangry. My blood sugar goes low. I get, mm, I am not. That's definitely- Which just, is hard internationally.
1: It is, and that's definitely just a general travel tip because we ended up a few times on, um, like, bus rides or train rides or something where they were like, and this is all Southeast Asia, and you just, like- You cannot assign an American timetable to what happens there. Like, it's just a totally different speed of life. Maybe the American South is a little bit akin, but I would say this is Mm -hmm. even more so because not all the transportation is always reliable, too. Um, and they would be like, yeah, it's like a five-hour drive, and... You'd end up in the car for 12 hours, easily. So, like, we learned very quickly, no matter where you go, no matter how prepared you think you are... Bring snacks. Bring snacks. <laughs> yeah. Always bring snacks, even if you just have to go to the drugstore and buy, like, some cookies or something. Like, yeah. Like, have something.
0: That's a good... That's definitely a good tip. That's a...
1: What What's uh, the best food that you had while traveling?
0: Um... So, I haven't been as worldly-traveled as you. <laughs> I mean, I've been to London, Germany... Um, the east side of France, um, you know, Mexico as normal, the Bahamas, you know, those kind of places. But, um, I would probably say in Germany, I was over there during white asparagus season, which white asparagus is just as it sounds, white asparagus, but it's really hard to cook. Really well.
1: Yeah, I remember um, Top Chef. They always talked about that being like a really difficult dish to yeah, make it taste good. Yeah,
0: and they had it at Wegmans the other week, or like in the winter, and I almost bought it, but I was like, I don't, I don't yeah, want to fuck hard. this up. <laughs> so I was like, no thanks. Um, so I, uh, I would say that I had a white asparagus soup, and I want to mm-hmm. say it was in like Trier, in Germany. Um, and it was like the, it could have been just because it was the most picturesque place. Like it was, we were, me and my mom were sitting outside like a little square with a church at the one side. And it was like a little wine garden. And it was so beautiful and delicious. And I was like, who knew that like white asparagus soup? And asparagus is one of my favorite vegetables to begin with. I would say white asparagus is more like creamy. Interesting. Which it makes it for better for a soup. It was really good and paired perfectly with wine. And I'm not a big wine person. I was like, <laughs> this is the life. Like, I just want to eat so and classy. travel. And now I keep watching on the Discovery Plus that just came out. Um, since I changed to Verizon for my internet, I got it for free. Oh. <laughs> um, so I Shout out Verizon. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I watched um, Bobby and Giada in Italy. Mm let me tell you. Top of my list now. Yeah. <laughs> I need to go to Italy. God, all the food looks so good and they make everyone look so nice, which I hope everyone is so nice, but like, I just want to go over there and eat all the cheese. First of all, number one, eat all the cheese.
1: That, that's interesting to say all the cheese. I would think like all the pasta Well, the yes. First thing.
0: I mean, you know that Cacio de Pepe is my favorite <laughs> pasta, even though I can barely say it. But I want to eat all of the cheese and I'm not a big and I'm I'm excited for pasta over there because it's not like Italian pasta that you would think here where it has like red sauce and meatballs cuz mm-hmm. I'm not a big red sauce person. I'm not a, not that big of a fan. I rather have like a little bit of it. I don't know. I don't know what it is about it. I'm just not a huge fan. But I can I that's like top of my list once we get out of like lockdown world. Yeah. is going to Italy and I don't even know going... I want to go everywhere.
1: Well, and then one of the saddest parts is when you do finally find good food. Like, when we went to Peru, um, we we did a hike. So most of the time, our food was included because it was, like, a whole trip. Mm-hmm. But we had a few days before our hike and a few days after. And the few days before, we took on... By the, Peru's the most recent international travel we've done. So Tom and I actually felt, like, pretty good arriving. Yeah. You know, we were like, all right, we've been in, like...
0: Way weird more, places way more <laughs>
1: difficult places to navigate like the alphabet in peru is the same as yeah. ours like it's spanish you know i mean some of it's not just spanish it's there's also quechua but um like we could make our way around pretty yeah, well can but then we brought read. tom's dad <laughs> and stepmom and it was i didn't realize it was the first time because i knew they'd traveled internationally but it was the first time they'd traveled without a tour group
0: uh. so it was
1: like it was a lot for them, and just where we were um, in Cusco is at, like...
0: That reminds me of Emperor's New Groove.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Cusco. <laughs> this is at, like, 12,000 feet, so, like, as soon as you get off the plane, you're, like... You feel, of, yeah. You're out of breath. Um, So it was just, like, it was a lot. So even though, like, we felt, like, really confident getting there, we were with people, and our other friends came, too. So, there was just, like, a lot of people to to navigate and try and to be like sure please. everyone was, like, yeah. comfortable. Um, so, the first few days, we just ended up eating at a lot of places that, honestly, were overpriced. Some of the food was really good. Like, we asked a, one hotel where to eat, and they gave us a place. It ended up being, like, kind of fancy, but mm-hmm. we were like, whatever. Like, it's our first night, and the food was great. But all the other places were just, like, because it is, like, a tourist hub for people yeah. going to Machu Picchu. Um, So, there's a lot of, like, crappy just touristy kind of diners where the food might be okay like maybe you get lucky but Mm. it's really kind of like not that interesting when we got back from our hike we wandered a little bit more and found the market which is where you want to eat Mm -hmm. like they Mm -hmm. had probably 30 food stalls one of them was like roasted pork like whole pig kind of stuff and it was some of the best food I've ever had in my life um it ran out like super early so we were lucky we even got it but it's like even just finding
0: oh. where
1: to go. Because if we found that on the first day, that's where we Which would have was, eaten like most of That
0: happened when we were. I went to. I've been to London twice. The second time I went with my sister and my mom to see the Spice Girls. Number one, <laughs> Spice
1: we flew. Up your life we,
0: we flew all the way to London to see the Spice Girls. So worth it. Saw them when they were in the reunion last time. Definitely worth it. Great concert. If they come back, I recommend going. Um. So we went there, and since I'd been there before, I was like super open with whatever my sister wanted to do because that was her first time traveling internationally and yeah um so the one day we went to borough market i believe it's called which is like uh, they just have stalls everywhere and it's amazing Mm. they just have stalls of everything they have like asian they have donuts they have they had the best thing that I think I ate there was, you know, like, where they put the, the big thing of cheese, like, against the fire, and it melts, and then they oh. carve it off.
1: Oh, raclette.
0: Is that what it's called? raclette? Yeah. Oh, my God. They did that. And I actually saw it on, from Borough Market, on a Food Network thing, like, months after I was there. And I was like, I had that! I was so excited. And they, like... <laughs> I'm a trendsetter. <laughs> right? I was like, oh, my God. No, they, like, tra- carved it off. I think it was over potatoes. Nice. It was so good. But, like... We got to try so much stuff, and they had like stands with spices, and it was like, Mm. if I would have known, and like, not that our um, our our Airbnb was anywhere close to that, but like, we still could have like worked around going there for lunch every day or something. And it was,
1: and and, it was probably cheap too, right? compared to like it was, it was.
0: I think funny enough, we found it because we did a Harry Potter tour, which was my one thing that I told them that we had to do when we were there because I didn't get to do it the first time. Um, and I'm pretty sure that in one of the Harry Potter's, um a bus goes through the borough market which is why we were there because they were like if you're in you know this movie this ep- like this time you'll see like the borough market in the background Oh, cool. so now every time like i see it i'm like i was there <laughs> <laughs> definitely harry potter tour was worth it though that was really cool
1: but yeah so you just stumble on these things and like you know i know both of us are big researchers yeah. before we go anywhere like sometimes i was even thinking when you were talking about the asparagus Like, I love road trips, so even for domestic travel, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when possible, I always try to look up, like, can we drive a few more miles off of a highway to get something better in an area? And there is a place, if you ever are going down 81 South through Virginia, uh, there's a place called Lundch. It's, like, the guy's last name, Lund.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> and we we were taking that to visit our family in North Carolina, and he had some, like, baller asparagus soup when oh. it was, like, in season, I like, I love in the the asparagus. <laughs> um, but, like, that was great, and now we know that this little town in the middle of nowhere, Virginia, that isn't that far off the highway, I forget the name now, I'll remember it mm-hmm. and put it somewhere for everyone to know, um, but... Like, we would never have known to go there if I wasn't, like, on Yelp, like, crazy while we're driving. And then, like, at some point, it always ends up really good. Like, I'll find good places for us to eat, and I'm really happy about it. And then I know if it's a way we go often that we have these options. But, like... It gets to be tiring, even though I like that kind of research. And sometimes it's it's overwhelming. Yeah. Because it's like,
0: you're like, oh, just pick, you know, what are you you thinking? Just pick or plan it out. Especially, like, I mean, I know our boss planned a whole trip out west, and she planned it all based off what she saw on Instagram, pretty much, which is really cool. But when you're looking stuff up, there's so many cool food places on Instagram, especially, like, in random towns. And you're like, oh, I want to stop there or stop there. But it's so hard to, like figure out which ones are worth it and only so many meals a day you can eat because if I could if I could travel like my boyfriend and I are totally different where he wants to travel and like if we go to Italy he wants to see like you know Leaning Tower Pisa and all those touristy things where I'm like I could I I could care less (laughs) about seeing touristy stuff I want to act like I'm there and I want to eat Everything like yes. I want to act like I live there. That's how I like. That's just how I like, like traveling. I don't
1: hang at a cafe. Yeah, like, I like watch sitting people,
0: and that's exactly what me and my mom did. As soon as we got to Germany, we like got back to our we got to our Airbnb, like took a quick nap and wandered around the town. We were in Kaiserslaw in Germany, which is a U.S. based government town, so it's everyone pretty much speaks English. But like right in the square, they had like a little cafe with all these chairs outside. So we like sat there, got beers, and literally just. I think we had, like, fries, with, which were delicious, and just, like, watched people. Because, like, we've never been there before. We were all like, this is so
1: cool. Like, yeah. It's like, oh, my God. They're German. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's
0: so cool, like, when you go to different towns, because it's, like, midday. You see people coming out of work or, like, yeah, just coming out of their houses. Sit, and just, like, living life. Yeah. Eating or just sitting down and drinking a beer midday. And I'm like, I... What? First um, of all, why don't we America? <laughs> what midday? I...
1: But when, so when you have friends that are, like, the people that find good places to eat or, like, good Airbnbs or these, like, cool Yeah, you. Stuff, just, <laughs> just remember, it's a lot of work. It's not easy. It's fun. We like to do it. It's a good effort and always worth it. But it is hard. It's yeah. a lot of work. you got to read through a lot of stuff. You're like, no one's just stumbling on that. Sometimes you do, but a lot of times you're, like, Reading through blogs, you're reading through Yelp reviews, you're reading through Google reviews. Shout out again to Celine, (laughs) (laughs) our uh, our online reputation management specialist that'll join us one day to talk. Oh, she's like begged me to. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But like it is, just finding those places, and you know, for like for us, like that eating while traveling, that's a huge part of it, especially if you're going somewhere far abroad. You know, if I'm going to New Jersey, I don't really care as much. Although, like, maybe I want, like, pizza from Mac and Mangoes. (laughs) So even New Jersey, like, I know that there's stuff I want to get while I'm there.
0: Yeah. But it's still, I mean, like, takes so much work. So, like, yes, you make it look easy, but, like, yeah. It's still hard for you.
1: I will work for food, though. Yes. It's fine.
0: <laughs> I literally do work for food. Yes. That's what I do. With the, I do social media for a donut shop on the side, and they don't pay me, and I just post they, photos. They, they pay you in donuts. They pay me in donuts, it's yes. Totally like <laughs> I get donuts when I want, and that's, that's all I need in yeah, my life. So
1: if any food places are listening and need some social media help, we will work for food. Yeah, <laughs>
0: absolutely. Uh,
1: <laughs> so I know you talked uh, that Italy is like your next kind of big goal. Whenever we can travel one day, we're very safe about Ugh. it, but like, someday you'll get to Italy. So I know you were saying that you were practicing your Italian.
0: Oh, yes, I am. How's that
1: going for you? Is that easy?
0: <laughs> it's actually a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. Oh, so right. I use an app called Duolingo. Duolingo. I say it wrong every time. Duolingo. <laughs> and that's so... in English, and you say, say it wrong. <laughs> See, I can't, I'm just not good. When, so languages in middle school and high school and college where I took Spanish in middle school and high school, which in high school, I would just, <laughs> shout out to Senora Satterfield, but I would, on test days, I would sit there and I'd be like, I don't know what it is because I didn't. So she'd be like, come in at lunch and then basically would just translate it for me and I would pick the right answer, which thinking about now, Italian's very similar to Spanish and I'm like, how did I not get it? Because I'm getting Italian like perfectly fine and maybe that's because I do have that Push back Spanish knowledge in my brain.
1: Yeah, I'm sure that helps. I'm sure it
0: is. But, and then in college, I took, I did take Italian Uh for two semesters. Um, The first semester, the teacher didn't give a shit. So she like passed everyone. Second (laughs) semester was a super young girl, fresh out of college, who was like, okay, last semester you learned this. And we were all like, no, No. we didn't. (laughs) So she was real not happy about having to reteach us everything um that was a whole nother do you ever have
1: one of those teachers that comes in on the first day and is like we're only gonna speak this language in class and i like three days later <laughs> that's totally out the window i
0: yeah i like i feel like i didn't just because if someone said that i would have been like no you're not <laughs> like i think i would have straight up said to my teacher no you're not because you can't that's insane like that's i don't understand but the reason i started learning italian is because i watched Bobby and Giada in Italy (laughs) and Giada who I'm sorry if people love her I can't stand Giada she drives me nuts just because I would hate when she would like be talking about recipes and would say the word in her Italian accent which I get she she speaks Italian so I understand she's saying it the right way she
1: just smiles so big all the time she just drives me insane (laughs) (laughs) she drives me
0: insane and she's like really pretty and is really skinny and I don't understand it anyway (laughs) because she all she does is cook and eat I don't I don't get it um but I'm watching the show and I was like I just want to be able to go into these places and be like I want this and speak it in Italian and I know that they'll probably laugh at me because I hate that when I go to another country I try so hard to not insult people and I want I know like some countries don't like when you don't speak try Mm -hmm. to speak their language so I'm like trying but I just want to so bad and I want like them to not make fun of me
1: (laughs) (laughs) well I mean I think from my experiences traveling everyone makes fun of Americans traveling and probably no because like it's because it's okay (laughs) like it's okay to make fun of us traveling and I I try to do the same thing like I want to be respectful wherever I am and I I have always been mindful to look into that when I know like some of the cultural norms are very different mm-hmm. in places um, especially places that might be a little more conservative yeah you know I don't want to like go into a temple somewhere with my shoulders showing and realize that like that's really offensive um but I think that in I think most people appreciate you trying to adopt yeah. the language and I think that's like a typical like stereotype that's probably accurate enough against American tourists is like they don't even try yeah it's like you know at least give a little bit of effort and like I took French through high school and college um which like I picked up well enough like I think my pronunciation has always been okay I'm not gonna say any for you to judge me on it but like <laughs> I think I was always like pretty okay on it and I was a decent I was one of those students that could totally get by with, like, some of the bare minimums, and, like, still do all right, Mm -hmm. which, like, by the last semester or two of college French totally caught up to me Mm -hmm. when they were, like, expecting me to actually know French, and I was, like, bonjour, Uh. (laughs) (laughs) like, I don't know, so I barely scraped by, but I could, like, brush up enough on it that, um, When I went to Paris uh, like seven years ago, I had been out of college for a little while, so I hadn't been using my French, but I looked up a few things to try to like ask directions, you know, be able to order at a restaurant, ask for a bathroom, always look up how to ask for a bathroom. Girl, I could say,
0: can I go to the bathroom in Spanish? (laughs) Because that's all I did. It's Play-Doh Irobaño and Play-Doh Iro Tomar Agua. Can I go to the bathroom? Can I get a drink? That's literally all I know how to do.
1: Even if you... (laughs) only know how to say the word bathroom people will usually get it yeah but when we were in paris like my my husband he had just become my husband because it was our honeymoon um was so impressed that I would, like, You're like go, oh. <laughs> go
0: up to
1: people and, like, ask a question in French and get an answer or, like, mm. order something and, like, we would get what I asked I for. I say croissant. has not always happened in other countries and I've tried to use the language, but I had to, like, tell him that I was really flattered that he was so proud of me. Every single person answered me in English. Yeah. Every... Nobody answered me But that's,
0: me like, in the French. hard thing is, like, I <laughs> sort of want them to answer to me in their own language. Like... Yeah. I don't know.
1: No, and I, th- I mean, I think to learn a language, like, it's re- it's hard.
0: Unless you you're know? immersed in, the, in it right. every day. So, like I said earlier, I was, like, you know, I felt uncomfortable in Germany saying things until I was there for a while. So, like, yeah. I don't, I think it's, like, thank you, bye, like, something like that. And, like, when you get a drink, you know, you just say choose. So, like, those things, like, I could say and be perfectly fine with.
1: You know what I think, and I never really thought to do this necessarily before, but I think the next time I would go somewhere where the language is definitely different, I'm going to, even if I have to pay a translator online, I'm going to try to find the most accurate like, self-deprecating way to say, like, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry that I suck so bad at your language, mm-hmm. but I'm trying, <laughs> just so that, like, I have that phrase down, so when I, like, totally butcher every other thing I'm trying to say, maybe I can save a little face at the end by just being like, dude, I get yeah. it, like, I'm just trying, Yeah. and, then, like, bring a little humor to yeah. it, which everyone likes to laugh, and let them laugh at me, Yeah. that's fine, I'm, I'm used to it But I now. just
0: think it's so crazy, like, these are the people who would say, like, it's not that hard, when, like... For so many people, it is that hard. Like, what, um, like, so many people are, understand language is so easy. So it's like, how, what, what clicks for them? Obviously, they probably have learned it since they were young, which, right. that's a goal. I don't ever plan on having kids, but me and my boyfriend always joke, like, if we do, that's one thing we're, like, ingraining in them, is that, we want them to learn another language and, like, be fairly fluent in it. Cause... It
1: would probably be good for you guys to get fluent in that
0: <laughs> language first. <laughs> I mean, yes. So, but, yes. Like, that's something that, like, we would, like... And I, yeah. I would have loved to be fluent in another language, but, like, when I was a kid and you were teaching it to me, I'm like, I don't give a shit about this. Like, right. first of all, I speak English horribly. Like, was that even a, a good sentence? Probably not. <laughs> like, I, I'm just... I don't, it's so hard for me, and now I'm like, if I could have a superpower, and be learning every language, like, yeah, I would just like to be fluent and speak to anyone,
1: yeah, so funny story with kids learning languages, mm-hmm. um, when we were in Thailand, it was actually the time I was referencing was the second time we were there, the first time we went was on a college organized trip, that was my first trip out of the country, um, but while we were there, we had a teacher that translated everything, so it was cool, um, and That's nice. It was super nice. Like, <laughs> so nice. And he was really chill. And while we were, like, traveling there, because to get to Thailand literally takes 30 hours. Mm. It's, like, a million plane rides. They're super Sounds long. Sounds like a nightmare. So anytime <laughs> we had layovers, I was asking him, like, how do I say this? How do I say that? And I was trying to ask, like, more, like, the normal stuff, but also, like, I don't know. I don't remember. This was a long time ago. But more, like, I want to seem like a cool person here. And I asked how to say... Straight chillin'. Mm-hmm. Like, how do I say straight chillin' in Thai? And he told me it was sabai sabai. Yeah. Which is like my favorite phrase. And it, it really does kind of translate to like straight chillin'. It's just like living really easy, like not getting too worried about yeah. stuff. So, like, not to say I'm not a ball of nerves. So, capitan. when you get kidnapped,
0: you're like, sabai sabai. <laughs> I'm straight chillin'. But we ended
1: up like using that phrase a lot. And it did make people like. I don't know, like, warm up towards yeah. us, even though, like, we still had the language Well, they know that, that you're here. not,
0: like, stressed out about it. You're like, yeah, I'm just here, like, yeah. don't worry about taking care of me. Like, I'm and I'm it, okay.
1: And it's a really, it's, like, a big part of Thai culture, too, which I didn't even realize. Like, so it was a cool thing. We actually ended up, Tom and I got tattoos of it mm-hmm. to, like, commemorate our second trip. Or, no, our first trip, um, when we were there with bamboo sticks. Another story. <laughs> but, um... When we used, the people that gave us that tattoo, we had used that phrase, "subai subai," and it had kind of, like, opened up a conversation with a bar owner where we ended up staying at the bar. It was really cool. It was, like, a whole lot of fun. I will talk about it literally anytime you want. Yeah. Um, but that bar owner, when we went back a few years later, we tracked him down at a new place he had opened, and he and his wife um, had had a baby in that time. Like, she was actually pregnant while we were there the first time. So they had, like, a toddler. And she was telling us that because she was, still is, Swedish, he's Thai, they both speak English, neither of them speak the other's language, so, like, they both speak English so they can talk Mm -hmm. to each other, but she doesn't really speak too much Thai, or didn't, he, I don't think, spoke, like, any Swedish at all, because, like, she was living in Thailand, so she probably knew more, but their daughter spoke all three but then would like mix them all up. So like half her mom, sentence would be one. But it's like, I can't understand half <laughs> yeah. of what my kid is saying because she's either speaking Thai that I don't understand or she's speaking a mix of English, Thai, Swedish, mm-hmm. which sounds like the most headache inducing <laughs> mix. Like I can't even imagine how you get all of those different sounds yeah. to come out in like yeah. one sentence structure. <laughs> so be careful if you try to teach so your kid beneficial. a language that you know it. <laughs> <laughs> that's so
0: beneficial to her though. Like think oh, about yeah. it. Like. Well, at our job prior to where we are now, me and Sharon have worked together for two jobs now, <laughs> We, uh, if you spoke Spanish, you, like, got paid more. So, like, n- speaking another language, like, oh, yeah. it's totally beneficial in so many other ways. And it's just it's just crazy that, like, I don't know. I feel like learning Italian on this app, like, I've picked up... I've just realized so many things that are so similar. And it's really not as hard as I would think it would be. But I, it's also... Why do they, or, I don't know.
1: So I was actually reading, um, <laughs> I I was Googling, like, what are the easiest languages and the hardest. Yeah. Um, and I it's hard to even find. I'm sure there's more difficult, but obviously, like, Chinese and Japanese and Arabic are kind of up there on most difficult Ooh, for English yeah. speakers. Um, partially, it's a totally different, like, letter system. They don't use the alphabet. They have their own, like kanji for Japanese or Hanzi. for They have like symbols Chinese. and yeah. yeah. Um, so you know those are pretty difficult but like the the easiest ones it says are obviously like Italian, French, Spanish, mm-hmm, Portuguese. Mm-hmm. This also said Dutch and Norwegian which now that I think about it I'm not sure that I've ever I don't know that I would recognize those languages. I feel like um, I would all think that, that
0: they were the same. Like I,
1: I yeah I don't know like I knew in so Dutch is I don't know. But anyway, so I was reading and it says like 600 hours of study would achieve general professional proficiency in speaking and reading. So I'm guessing Duolingo probably traps how much time you put into it. Yeah. So you can kind of see like when you feel, I mean, I don't know if you need to get to professional proficiency. To <laughs> I would like to, to
0: go, but I feel like in schools, there. they always like, I get why they teach you the breakdown of things, but I wish they just taught me how to say, yeah like sentences to people, you know, like, and I get that in like Italian and Spanish, they have like the different, like, you know, they forms of different things. Mm -hmm. And I get that, but I feel like that you can teach just the whole sentence in those forms instead of being like, okay, you just switch it out for this. Or I don't, Right. I feel like they, they break it down too much. And I'm like, just tell me how to say I need to eat somewhere, or where can I find somewhere to eat, or... And
1: everyone learns differently on every subject. And I have to imagine languages, like, people can learn vastly differently. So that's got to be really challenging. Um, And now, like, hearing from people who have, who are bilingual, and, you know, like, started off speaking one language and then had to, like, learn another one. Like, I know a lot of Spanish speakers have told me that they learned English from a younger language from watching TV. Like, watching American TV or listening to American music. So, Which I don't know. most of it is... I don't know why they don't assign more of that. Like, oh, your homework, instead of, like, writing stuff out, like, watch a few episodes of this show yeah. without subtitles. Yeah. Just, like, watch it and try to, like, hear as much as you can because... That kind of like normal interaction, and like so, if you're living somewhere and you're that's a way of being immersed in it, 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 yeah. Like just are around it more, and it's like more normalized. And then you can also like watch people how they're acting and like holding themselves mm -hmm. when they're saying certain things, which I feel like would cement it better. Yeah, and I'm sure
0: people in other countries rather rather listen to a movie or a song in its original form than, like, listen to the translated version of it. Because it right. probably has a translate. So they understand things more because, I mean, how much stuff is just in English? You know, like, all movies are in English, songs are in English. And don't get me wrong, when I was in Germany, I didn't know a thing that they are singing on the radio. It was all German songs, which, like, surprised me. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I know that there's so many, like, great artists and stuff like that out of Germany and other countries and everything like that. But, like, I feel like that everyone over there knows English songs. So you would think that... Right. Maybe it was just the radio station I was listening to, but, you know, it's... it's when people come to America, they're just so immersed in it, but I don't know.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it is... I mean, stuff is always translated differently, too. So when something is translated from one language to another, you lose something. Like, you lose mm-hmm. meaning, because it's just the way that our languages work aren't always the same. So, like, I know people are probably... As far as anime goes, I don't watch a ton of anime, but I like um, the studio, like, Ghibli stuff, like, Spirited Away and, like, those. And there's one that I tried to watch um, that's about tanukis, which are, like, a Japanese, like, mystical dog raccoon thing. I don't know. They're really cute. In Super Mario, one of them, like, Mario wears a tanuki suit and it's funny. (laughs) Yes, okay, so I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so I just like the character. So we tried to watch that movie that's about tanukis um but we didn't feel like reading subtitles, so we mm-hmm. put on the dubbed version because Studio Ghibli actually gets really good, like famous actors from the, the US to do voiceovers for okay. English. Um but when they translated it, they translated it to raccoon. So they weren't even saying tanuki. And I'm yeah. like, no, but it's not it's not a raccoon. Like, a yeah. Tanuki is a very specific thing not a Mm wrecking, and that totally ruined it because the whole reason i wanted to watch it is because it was about tanuki so anytime you're translating stuff you don't even know if you don't know you don't know what you're losing Mm -hmm. out Mm -hmm. so it is nice to be able to to know what they're actually saying funny
0: enough there's this book that i bought forever ago and it's called my i believe it's called my beautiful friend and it was i bought it even before the show came out and there's a show they made into a show on i think it's hbo and the show on hbo is in all italian because that's like where it takes place and everything like that it takes place in like the 50s in italy and i like watched the show and i had to watch it with subtitles obviously because i don't speak right. italian but now that i'm like i'm so interested in like i want to watch it to learn more yeah because i in my head that's like one of the easiest free ways for me to like immerse myself in watching something mm-hmm. that speaks that language so i want to try to figure it out without having the subtitles which are helpful and stuff like that and i love the show i hope they continue with it but
1: i think that's a great idea yeah i I always loved when we were traveling abroad or even at home on the spanish channel because that's the only one that we have in another language Mm -hmm. around here um i love watching like movies that i'm a little familiar with from the u.s but like dubbed in another language that's always so fun to hear the different inflections that they put and It's a totally different experience, even when I wasn't trying to, like, grasp what was being said. Yeah. But just to watch a movie and not understand the language made it, like, a really different experience. And sometimes, like, kind of funny because maybe, again, like, I don't know that language, so the inflection might have been a totally appropriate translation to it for people that do speak that language. But to me, I'm like, well, that just sounds silly now. I know. Because they're, like, raising their voice at something (laughs) that makes it sound like really, like, funny or high-pitched when it's, like, a really serious moment. Yeah,
0: coming off that, I, I'm i pretty sure that when I was in Germany, the TV was playing Finding Nemo, so <laughs> Finding Nemo in German, when German's such a <laughs> harsh language, it was, like, sounded like they were yelling at each other, and I'm like, but I know Nemo's not yelling. And, like
1: My friend and, in like, high school took German, and... He loved it. I wish I would have
0: taken German, honestly.
1: He used to yell at his little sister in German because he said that English was too forgiving of a language. Well,
0: (laughs) who we keep bringing up her parents are German, which I'm sure Mm -hmm. she'll speak about whenever she comes on. Um, And she always joked that when she used to have friends over when she was little, everyone used to think that her parents were yelling at each other, but they were just speaking in German because that's just how the language is. It's very rough. And. But it's crazy when I'm over there because I, I felt I didn't feel that, you know, like I right. felt like everyone was honestly very welcoming. And I think one of the things that I um, tried to do when I walked into place was make it known, not that they couldn't probably already tell that I was American, but make it known that I spoke English, you know, so they would be like, hello, like when you come in and I'm like, hi, how are you? You know, I would like say, say it back to them so that they could hear that I spoke English so they didn't. They didn't try to speak to me in, ger- in German, you know? So that you get
1: that look on your face, like, Ye- bug eye. Yes. Like, your jaw drops a little bit, like, ugh. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> like, when they're like, okay, this much. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> yeah, so I, like, would make it known. And obviously, pretty much everyone spoke English. So it was, like, easy. But, oof, my mom could not. She's, she's not one with people not understanding her even the telemarketers or like when she would she 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 like
1: talk louder yes she would talk louder
0: and she would like you can tell she gets a little frustrated which like all of us make fun of her for it now like Mm -hmm. when she would have to call like the bank or whatever she would like get so mad and all of us would be like chill because I mean me and you have worked on the other end of that so it's like I try to be so nice to people because I know it's not necessarily their fault and it's not especially in another country it's not their fault they don't speak English so I'm always like hi how are you and then like my mom would be like oh I don't understand and I'm like I'm sorry we don't understand you know what I mean like she gets frustrated with it which I mean it is frustrating I don't blame her but like I try to be like super happy about it because I'm like I don't want someone to think I'm being mean or Right. You know, I just I just don't understand you. I'm sorry. Like, we don't speak German. My mom would just be like, I don't speak German. I'm like, you're in Germany. Stop acting like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like- <laughs> you. are like compromising. Yeah, I'm like,
1: like, and like she, she,
0: and I know that she didn't mean it in like that way. It's just her getting frustrated, right. but I'm like.
1: And hungry. Yeah. You should have given her a snack. I
0: know, I know, <laughs> I know.
1: No, I- Something
0: worth it, though, is Google has an app that, I mean, everyone has translated on there now. But um, everyone, ha- you can download like a thing that it can access your camera, so you can put that over menus. Oh, sweet. so that make it easier yeah. to eat
1: abroad. Yep.
0: See, because it's hard. It,
1: <laughs> it is hard. It's no, that's
0: so hard. So, so
1: most of our travel, especially in Asia, was pre-smartphone. Yeah. And so. But
0: sometimes it's it better not have your phone all the time too. So
1: it, it is like you lose that. It's fun, like it's hard not knowing the language, it's hard looking for food. But, like, it is fun mm-hmm, to kind mm-hmm. of, like, fumble through it a little bit. Yeah. Once you can, like, Which is what I like doing. have, like, a snack yep. and feel okay. Yep. And just, like, go into it with a sense of humor and be like, you know, I know that I am American and I only speak English and, you know, I hate myself for it. Yeah. Like, I wish I was a better person, <laughs> yep. but I can at least laugh at myself. and yeah. like, like,
0: I'm sorry, I'm trying.
1: We would always say, like, when we were ordering food, abroad especially like off a menu Mm -hmm. not from like a street cart where you can see the food that especially if you're trying to order like an american or like western dish it was kind of like pulling um a slot machine yeah because you never quite knew what you were gonna get like i remember someone we were with tried to order like spaghetti with red sauce in laos do not recommend trying to do that it was like barely cooked macaroni With diced tomatoes. Ew. uh. (laughs) And no sauce, just diced tomatoes and some kind of, like, shredded cheese, but not Parmesan, like, big pieces of cheese on top. I did not order that, and I always will recommend, like, unless you're going to McDonald's or something. Yeah. Don't try to order food that's not from that area. Like, just eat what's there. It's going to be better no matter what. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, we... The difference between me and my sister when we travel is my sister likes to plan everything out. So when we went to London, she was like, okay, this day we're going here, this day we're going here, this day we're going here, which again, it was her first trip. So I was like, biting my tongue being like, okay, I'll just go along with it. But me and my mom went to Germany though, we, first of all, sort of just went by the seat of our pants because my stepdad works for the government. Um, and he was, had to go over there for a trip and we were like, we're just going to stay with you. But we went a day early, so we got an Airbnb for that one day. And then when he came, we stayed in his hotel room, which, first of all, <laughs> was a single, like, king-size bed or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, like, my parents slept there. <laughs> I tried to sleep in the bed with them at 24 five years old. Just what every 25 year old <laughs> wants to do. But my mom snored so bad. So I slept on the hard ass floor uh, in the hotel room, which whatever. Snoring's
1: it was, the same in every language. I, yeah, <laughs> whatever.
0: It was fine. But the bathroom was like all glass. So my stepdad had to get up to like go to work in Germany. <laughs> and I was like asleep, like trying to sleep the other way. Cause he's showering like in the glass. Shower. Ridiculous. But the whole thing with my, me and my mom's trip is we didn't have anything planned. We literally mm-hmm. booked it like two weeks earlier was like, okay, we're going to go over there. And anything within, like, a two-hour drive, like, that's what we would do. Yeah. So, like, we were in Kaiserslautern and we drove to, like, Trier. We drove to Strasbourg in France. We went to Luxembourg for a day. Like, anything that was within a reasonable drive, we did. And that's what I like doing is, like, going and exploring different areas. Yeah. As opposed to, like, my sister who had everything planned out. And, like, I think that stresses me out more, having everything planned. Because then if it doesn't go by the plan, right. I get worked up about it.
1: Right. Which is... Yeah.
0: Something that also happens, like, <laughs> Jeff, my boyfriend will berate me for, about this for the rest of my life. When we went to Disney World, I got, like, super upset pretty often
1: because... <laughs> so it's like a super anxiety-inducing place. Well, number one,
0: <laughs> I know, right? Number one, like, you, ha- you do have to plan a decent amount when you go to Disney because if you don't book the restaurant ahead of time... You know, you can't get in. So, it's a whole thing. And you have to be there within certain time frames. So, like, it just stressed me out having to be, like, at different parks at different times. And if, yeah. you know, which sounds stupid, but, like, because it's Disney World and you should be happy and it shouldn't be a problem. It's the
1: happiest place on earth, Kelly. But, well, the <laughs> as first. As long as you show up on exactly. time. Exactly. <laughs> so, like,
0: the first day we got there, I had a super nice restaurant booked. But my, we did the Disney exp- Magical Express thing, and they bring your luggage for you, like, from the plane. You don't have to grab it. <laughs> but it takes a couple hours. Yeah. So, like, all my stuff was in that big luggage, and Jeff had his in the carry-on. Oh,
1: so smart. I wouldn't
0: have any clothes. <laughs> and I had, like, joggers and, like, a t-shirt, and it was 95 degrees. Oh, no. So I was like, I, like, we can't leave the room. Like,
1: packing for traveling is a whole other episode oh my I god can talk yes about so many times <laughs> that's been so difficult
0: yes that is but like i didn't like i was like we can't go anywhere like we can't like, so like we missed the appointment which like if you miss the reservation in disney it's like 50 bucks a person so i lost like 100 oh, bucks on geez. it which like sucked and like i tried to call and cancel but i like pushed the time back because so i was like oh i'm sure it'll be here the whole thing was, it's just, like, so stressful where it's, like, it really shouldn't be that hard. Like, it's not that hard. Yeah. I had everything planned out, but, like.
1: Right. Even and when you have a plan. That's why I like,
0: like, sort of, like, going and not. So we're going again in December. So he's, like, are you sure you want to go? I'm like, Jesus Christ, last time it was a nightmare. Like, you were such a bitch. And I was, like, I know. I'm sorry. Like, I literally cried out. I'm, like, I'm, like how can I be such a bitch in Disney World? Like, what's wrong with you? Well, when but
1: you do go again, This to time we're sure going with smart. my parents.
0: So I'm gonna, like, make them plan everything and like that'll be good. And I, I feel like I'm re- more relieved when I'm with my parents just cause like.
1: And it's always easy it's always easier doing it again. Yeah. The first time is always the hardest because it's just like you don't know what you're getting into even when it is domestic and you don't have to figure out the language Mm -hmm. like it's still like you have to learn a whole new thing and like adjust to a new scenario and you're all hyped up like I'm sure there's a bunch of biological stuff happening in your body when you're taking in all this new information yeah um but you'll have to eat some food and snap some food pics for us because that's the literal only reason i'd ever oh my god that's like the instagram mm, i can't wait (laughs) and my
0: brother's 21 now so he'll actually be able to drink around the world with us which is nice but yeah no the uh, languages are just
1: yeah the one other thing that was cracking me up um when i was reading this article about like how difficult different languages are Mm -hmm. it said you have to be aware of false friends because What does that mean? <laughs> so, like, there's a lot of words that are basically the same in English as they are in, like, French or Italian. Banana.
0: Banana. It's the
1: same? <laughs> All right. So, see, there, there's some where, like, they're so close that you're like, it's obvious that they're the same. But sometimes they look the same and they're not. So, a great example is preservatif in French. What is that? well it sounds Sounds like like, preservative sounds like preservative yeah so you know or maybe preserves or whatever so maybe you think you're asking for jam yeah jam or or jelly like a preservative to keep your food fresh Mm -hmm. but i tell you the only thing it's gonna keep fresh for you is your freedom and your wallet because preservative means condom (laughs)
0: oh (laughs) so i guess it's preserving your money because you're not gonna have kids exactly (laughs) oh my gosh
1: so you gotta be careful And that one I looked up, but I, I have a little experience with a false friend from Thailand. See,
0: that's what makes me so nervous, is that, like, I right. want to speak their language, but what if I say something so stupid and the person's not, like, able to joke about it and be like, this bitch is crazy.
1: Well, then you'll have a great story to come back to I know, podcast. but still. <laughs> <laughs> when we went to Thailand the first time, um, so their their alphabet, their language system is different. It's different symbols, and mm-hmm, same for mm-hmm. the numbers. Um but some of them look somewhat similar but they're not all the same so we went to this temple uh tiger cave temple which is really cool if you find yourself in southern thailand are there
0: tigers there um
1: i don't know but there were i didn't see any tigers because... there There might have used to have been but there is a like a, a buddhist like monastery mm-hmm, there and mm-hmm. people just went there's like a kind of standalone mountain like southern thailand has these like big karst formations mm-hmm. And this one, like, at the top, there was really awesome, like, huge gold Buddha statue and, like, temple at the top. So you walk up all these stairs. It's, like, literally 10,000 steps. I love those places. And it's great. But it's, like, so fucking hot. And the steps are not, like, normal steps. They're super
0: I don't know if I can do that. Like, that's my only downside about wanting to go to, like, Southeast Asia is because, like, when I'm hot...
1: It's tough. That's, I am
0: not okay. <laughs> that's
1: a tough one. I, I will say that's tough for me too, to, like, adjust to. I've gotten a lot better over the yeah. years, but it's it's a hard one. So we went and we were going up and, like, I'm just dying. I, I'm just dying. Like, I definitely was, if not the last person, one of the last people from our group to reach the top. Yep. Just, like, sweating buckets. I think I was not dressed appropriately, but I'm like chugging along, drinking like all my water, like making my way up. And every so often there would be a marker on like what step you were on. Mm-hmm. So we got to one part and I was like, oh wow, like rep 5,000. That's like practically halfway. So I was like feeling good. I was like, that wasn't that bad, man. I'm like way too tough on myself. And then somebody not so gently reminded me that the symbol... For 2 in Thai looks very much like our symbol for 5. So, where I thought I was halfway, I was actually not even 25% Oh, my of God. The way, and I was depleted again. I was like, you know, you could have just not told yeah, me. Yeah, like... I would have just kept going and been like, why is this taking yeah. so long for the second half? Oh. So, those false friends, man, they'll get you, but... I,
0: I like... There's just so much that it's like... And especially, I mean, it's hard because... In so many languages, it's, like, even just, like, the a little change of the letter on the end changes right. the whole word of it. Right. So, like...
1: Or how you say it. Yeah. Like, even, I mean, in, like, Thai or lots of Asian languages, like, there's a lot of tonality, mm-hmm. where literally the way you pronounce it makes it a completely different word. But, I mean, that happens... It's a specific thing to some of those languages, but that happens to an extent in other languages because I've certainly, like... Asked for things and had people like look at me like I'm crazy like I had mm-hmm. no idea They either couldn't discern what I said at all or like in South Korea I tried to ask for a bottle of water at a spot and they gave me a towel <laughs> and It was such a chore to get that towel that I didn't realize I asked yeah. for. This is not a tonal language I thought I was feeling pretty good <laughs> yeah. about how I asked for water Apparently, I, I feel was like wrong. that's a standard
0: that you need to know from any country. It like, is. you, before you go anywhere, whatever their language is, make sure you know how to say water.
1: Water and bathroom. Yeah. And maybe, like, place to sleep if you don't have that already. Yeah. Range. Like, those are some really key things to be able to find yes. when you're in a bind. You don't want to have to wait when you're dying if there's. At least, I think bathroom is the most important one, though, because that's also a whole other episode is oh, like God. using and finding a bathroom in another country. Totally, totally different things. So you want to yes. be able to ask clearly for that one, yes, and say thank you.
0: Yes, we'll add that to our traveling one. Yes, we'll do a whole, <laughs> a whole travel one. At in addition to our whole <laughs> there, language. There's section. so much
1: stuff that's hard. But you know what? Like Tom Hanks said, <laughs> some of that hard is what makes it great. Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, our stories would be really. I was gonna boring. say
0: you wouldn't have anything to talk about. I mean, no. it's it's there's so many life experiences that. You know, it's just little things. And I feel like that we think of, we hear our parents and, or grandparents, and they're like, oh, we've traveled and done this and that and this and that. And like, you don't, you're like, oh, that sounds so cool. But you don't realize that you're doing that too. Like right. you're traveling too and like someday you'll be able to tell your family, nieces, nephews, whatever, like, Oh yeah, I've been there and they're gonna be like, You're old, why have you been there? <laughs> you yeah. know?
1: And then they're gonna not know how to do something that I think is really easy, and I'm gonna be like, It's not that hard and then they're going to pull out their like iPhone five thousand <laughs> and I'm gonna look at it and be like, What the fuck is this yep. noise? Like I do know, that kids, now. Kiddos, <laughs> figure it out with your your TikTok yep. your all yep. those things. Yep,
0: they're just gonna be like, Yep, here you go. I just pulled up this restaurant right here that you used to eat at and you're like How <laughs> did you know? <laughs> so, yeah. It's the Jew is there anything that has come to your mind that like this week where you're like it it's not that hard? Like that you've said to someone?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well we were good social media, so I'm always telling people <laughs> it's it's not that hard to get a good picture, but you know what? I, I will say that with the caveat. So in our work, like we work with clients, they have to send us photos and it can be very frustrating because we're trying to do that thing where we make them look really good, really effortlessly really online, but they need to have like good photos. And- yeah,
0: because as everyone knows from living on Instagram, TikTok, mm-hmm. you know, the better it looks, the easier it's going to sell or the easier it's going to persuade you to buy that brand. So,
1: right. But then I look back at, Some of these people are a little older or just, like, not engaged with social media stuff. And I look back at my photos that I took, like, you know, years ago, and I'm like, all right, like, I've gotten a lot better. Yeah. And it's really just, like, languages and just, like, recipes and just, like, eating while traveling. Like, it all gets easier the more you do it. Mm -hmm. So, like, when we're telling people that never, ever take photos except, like, maybe crappy photos of their grandkids with their, like, old-ass phone. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not that hard to get a photo. Like... Alright, I've had a lot of practice and I'll literally take like 50 photos of my donut before I post it to Instagram. Which maybe I did this morning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know that pain all too well.
1: So, it, it is that hard. Even yeah. though like once you get it, you get it. But until you have that like light bulb moment or you've just done it enough times that it's easy. It is that hard. So, don't don't let us tell you it's not. Yeah. And tell us what's hard for you. Yeah. Like, what's something that was hard for you or that you said isn't that hard this week?
0: Yeah, because I'm sure it happens every day and you don't even realize it. You'll be driving and you're like, turn on your turntable. <laughs> it's not me. that hard. That one is not that hard. I
1: don't <laughs> hear that from anyone. It's not
0: that hard. <laughs> yes, but there's so there's just so much that it's just like, what, I don't... How... I don't. Then like even this podcast. Like we want to start, and you're like, well it's not that hard. We'll just get a mic, set it up, but like there's so much that goes into this and it's overwhelming to me and it freaks me out. But not even entirely sure this is recording. recording. (laughs) 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 We'll we'll see and we'll figure it out. If not, we'll just record it again, whatever. We can talk (laughs) about this stuff all day long. And we have a couple more episodes planned and a couple of topics that we think, you know, are everyday things that are honestly hard to us or that people have said to us it's not that hard and <laughs>
1: yeah it's all hard yeah so like, life is hard man like <laughs> it's okay it's okay to say that
0: and we plan on talking about like everything from relationships to traveling to we just Starting talked about habits eating yeah habits um
1: Being healthy. what else do we
0: have let's see give me a minute <laughs> my stuff's not loading
1: Uh, Training people at work. Asking for a rate. We have, like, a ton of stuff about work. Work is hard. Like, don't even talk to me about work this week. It's been very hard.
0: (laughs) Grocery Uh, shopping. Grocery shopping. Like, basic, everyday things.
1: I actually love grocery shopping, but I know that I'm in the minority on that one.
0: Like, Um, finances. I recently... (laughs) tried to get a credit card so that I could transfer my balance from one to the other, but my one card with the amount doesn't have balance transfers. What? I don't even know what that means. Uh, I'm so frustrated with it. So things that to finance people might seem freaking easy is really hard for me. It's really
1: hard. And if you are a finance person and want to help... Kelly, transfer her balance on her credit card. Give us a call at a number that we don't have.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, eventually we'll have all of our social set up and um, we will let you guys know what those handles are so that you can follow us. Um, Give us a shout out. Let us know what topics you want us to say or talk about that it might be easy for us but it might be hard for you and we're more than happy to discuss you know the hard parts of it
1: we we can commiserate on pretty much everything being <laughs> hard so
0: <laughs> uh, we swear we're not we're not complaining yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> it's just we love it but yeah
0: yeah it's life you know things are easy things are hard and things things yeah hard.
1: that that's the thing lean in lean into the suck i've yeah. heard people say yeah like, just that's a good one it. Yeah, I feel like we
0: should make a shirt with that. Lean into this. Oh, never mind. That sounds.
1: Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Questionable. We'll work on our slogans for next time. But uh, yeah. So
0: thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll talk to
1: you soon. Bye.